Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Welcome to another episode of Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. My name's Mickey. And we are about to get into part two of Single Rarity. We're going to welcome Tyler, our single guy, to discuss topics relating to singles in the lifestyle. Yeah, what makes him a a good single guy, I guess, because you thought he was pretty good, right? I thought he was amazing. (laughs) Okay, so apparently we've got a fan over here, Tyler, (laughs) just so you know. But before we get into all that and before we get into the second part of Single Rarity, uh, don't forget, guys, being single doesn't mean it should stop you from having fun. Right? If you want to have a great time, hedonism is a great place to do it. And our friend, Hito Joe, runs Our Favorite Vacation Place, which is a Facebook group. And he has a code for casualtoys.com. That code is Hito Joe. It gets you 20% off on casualtoys.com. So if you want to check out Casual Toys, that's a great spot to do it. Now, what about catching up with us instead of just buying shit? Where can yeah. you Yeah. All right, guys. Quick housekeeping again. Um, let's talk about Podcast Palooza. Ah, yes. Start there. All kinds of good stuff. Every podcaster that you've ever wanted to meet, right? Swinging Out Under, Swing Your Diaries, Sex Uninterrupted, Sex Because, Average Swingers, love those guys. Uh, that's all. Yeah. We yeah, talked a, about it. A yesterday. ton yeah. of folks there. Yep. Uh, when is it? May 2020. Where is it going to be? Miami. Yeah. Where can you find that information? Right on casualswinger.com. Yes, sir. That's right. And it'll link you over to that website. What about the Rascals trips? We've got Rascals trips uh, coming up in November and yep. February. Yep. Right around the corner, November and February. So we do have um, a sold out, right? Yeah, it right? is sold out. For yeah, our week, however, for our week. however, we can still get rooms. You decide, hey, caution to the wind. I mean. Last minute vacation <laughs> must be nice. Um, <laughs> you yeah. can still join us. So feel free to uh, shoot us a message. Go to travel with us at casualswinger.com if you have any questions about any of the trips or want a book. There you go. And we have our very own Swinger Week coming We up. do. June 2020. June 2020. That's going to be a lifestyle week. And what about iOS Connections? we got an iOS Connections Love party at Secrets. Yes. That's coming up on August 12th. We'll be there with those guys podcasting. Not August. October 12th. Dude, what is this? Back to the Future? Hey, watch me work. <laughs> I'm going back in time, baby. <laughs> now I got Huey Lewis in the news playing in my head. Right. I'm over here jamming. That's cool. Out of so time, motherfucker. What are we going to talk about today, though? We're going to talk to Tyler, which is Mallory's favorite single guy. We're going to keep this a little bit short, but we want to talk about why single guys have a bad rap. They do. And I feel like that there's this um, stereotype, mm-hmm. right? Especially in the circles that involve couples um, that may or may not have had good experience, good experiences with single dudes, or they have an impression of what a single dude is going to to be like an approach, right? Because we all know the online interaction, the unsolicited messages, maybe even a few dick pics here and there. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain level of etiquette that is, um, I, I guess in their minds could be lacking. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's go back for a minute and just kind of 
Remember your first single guy experience? Oh, it was horrible. It was the Unabomber. Yeah, the, the Unabomber. This dude. Uh, can I please tell? Oh, by just all means. a little background. It's your story. You tell it. So I, I, I quit single guys. Uh, the last experience I had, this guy shows up to our date, and he's wearing like sweatpants that probably should have been washed weeks ago. Um, disheveled. Zip up hoodie. Zip up hoodie. Sweatpants, unshaven. Um, very unkempt looking. But I was like, you know. Maybe that is a product of his means. And I'm not here to judge anybody. So let's have a pleasant conversation. And then the conversation was okay. Um, but I didn't feel spark or chemistry. But I was really proud of myself for, for going out and doing something like that. Because I was so out of my comfort zone. Um, fast forward a couple weeks. We have busy schedules. Our kids were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was years like, ago. Yeah. And this is not something like I could pick up on a Wednesday night and, and go on a date. Um, so we're trying to figure out like. Do I do a second one? Kind of see where it goes. You know, first impressions aren't everything. And he just started getting a little emotionally crazy. Like telling me that, you know, I should run away with him and leave my husband like really fucking weird. And me, I'm super protective of my my home, my folks, my my husband, my my kids. And I mean, I just unleashed. Like, how dare you make a snap judgment on my life based on this little snapshot that you have? And is this working on anyone? Because if so, I'm going to purchase therapy for all those folks. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it was funny because when we decided to go hang out with that particular guy, he actually had a lot of, uh, you know, what would could be called credits or reviews or, yeah, or validations. Ha- yeah, validations. Yeah. He had mm-hmm. a bunch of them um, that were really positive. And honestly, they were all about. And I think the reason he showed up looking like the Unabonger is, you know, he had a giant dick. Right. And that was his feature and that he thought that's all he needed. He didn't need to show up and be dressed well or act properly or or treat anybody with respect. He just thought everybody was there to ride the, the donkey. You know, and, and, it, and in hindsight, that's kind of sad because I'm sure like it's like it, he could have offered so much more to that equation. And I mean, maybe maybe he was comfy yeah. just offering that because it was effortless or maybe he felt objectified and that's all he could offer i don't know but i was very unhappy with the experience so i laid off single guys uh for years dropped it like a bad habit and you know as a guy that you know i i mean i guess a a good way to or to really characterize our play style um when it comes to singles is stag and vixen right i really enjoy watching mal have a good time i really do and uh that is fun for me so when that happened and he broke it, I was like, dude, you suck. You just fucked this all up for us for a long time. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not one of those guys that gets jealous. I don't. Um, you don't call me in unless something's really wrong. Correct. And you did come to me and you're like, so I just told this guy to, you know, put on a pair of concrete kids and go for a swim. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I was really upset. Yeah. Because I felt happy. like my, my relationship with you was being accosted. So, you know, let's uh, let's get outside that experience and talk about the typical things that people complain about with single guys. Sure. And, you know, our friends uh, Brian and Brenna over at Front Porch talk about their experiences with singles all the time. So sure. they know this stuff backwards and forwards. Absolutely. If this is your jam, check out their show because they, are, they do a lot of this. Uh, we don't do a ton of this, uh, but we do have ex- a lot of experience with it. And what we're talking about is, like, no-shows, people that just ghost. You set a meeting with a couple – and they just don't show up. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. What and about the, the self-serving? Oh, yeah. Self-centered? It's all about me. Like yeah. my giant penis so I can show up, you know, dressed like the Unabomber. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gracing you with my presence kind of 
mentality. Yeah. yeah, doing me a favor. And what about bravado? I am the coolest. I'm the greatest. I'm the best at. Yeah. You know, you want this more than you'll your never have blah. more than. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe some people get off on that, but a lot of women don't. Women want to feel like they're paid attention to. Mm, big one for me, disingenuous. Mm. Yeah. yeah, cheating. Yeah, cheaters. That's yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, That's bad. Well, and juju. there's a ton of them out there that are you know kind of purporting themselves to be single, and they're not. Yeah. You know, and it's like, dude, man, like, you know, be honest. And, uh, you know, what about safety? Sexual oh. sexual sh- uh, safety people that, you know, say, hey, you know, we really just, I just need to get to the bareback. No, mm-hmm. you don't. No. And physical safety. Mm-hmm. Making you feel comfortable. Yeah. And respected. <laughs> yeah, that should be number one. Yeah. Right. Because all this other, all this stuff actually falls under respect if you think about it. That's true. That's yeah, true. It really does. So, you know. Nothing's changed in our lives since yesterday. Uh, we did have great conversations. I mean, Nicole, that was a great interview. She was so good and had so much good stuff to say. But I think the interview with Tyler is really telling. You know, there's a lot of unicorns out there that are learning how to own their sexuality and learning how to really experience the lifestyle. But but Tyler, he surprised me. You know, he, he actually did surprise me. He, he was... Uh, I watched that happen in the conversation. And I mean... Uh, my, you know, interactions with Tyler have been a little more insulated. Oh, you know him better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, been a little more insulated, and, and it was really great to kind of see you two get that deep into uh, the discussion, so, and and relate to each other. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting, and, and uh, you know, I guess he and I are Eskimo brothers now, so. You are. You know, we, we have to get along. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was it was super cool. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this a lot. So we're without further ado, we're going to dig into this thing. So, Mallory, you want to remind everybody how to find us and we're going to let you get in. These guys know where we're at. But just in case, if you're new, we're Casual Swinger everywhere on social media. That is YouTube, Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on SLS, SDC, Double Date Nation, um, Cassidy and Quiver. Find us at casualswinger.com. And if you have a question, reach out to us, podcast at casualswinger. You love us and want to tell us about it, please consider giving us an iTunes review. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, let us introduce you to our friend, well, her friend. Yeah. I guess we're friends too. We're all friends. That's right. Our friend Tyler. This is single rarity, single rarity, and the single guy. Here you go, guys. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Everybody, welcome back to Casual Swinger. This is Mickey and Mallory, and we have a, another special guest. This is part two of a special series we call Single Rarity, and this is the guy's perspective. This Ooh. is Mallory's playground. I love it, love it, and I love that everyone we bring to you is special because they truly are. Um, I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> You're a different kind of special, my love. So we'd like to welcome Tyler, obviously. Names are changed to protect the guilty. How guilty are you exactly? Are me or Tyler? Uh, how guilty are the two of you? Because I heard some fucking stories. Mm. Oh, we got a thing. Tyler, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate being here. Uh, um, yeah. Glad to be able to try and put a light on the uh, the guy's perspective of things. So You get to light a, a positive light on the gender. Speaking of light... 
Oh. Mm. Mm. All right. Look, do not ruin another leather seat of mine. Okay. I think I'm just going to go ahead and take my pants off and throw down a tarp. Uh, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. All right. You already ruined one of my leather seats. This, you know. Mm-mm. All right. I don't know what it looks like over in the uh, the studio, but at least I'm the one sitting in the uh, truck seat right now. So. Right on. <laughs> right on. Go. <laughs> well, so let's kick this thing off. So here on Casual Swinger, we like to shine light on sex positive things. We like to talk to folks that are sex positive and enjoy the lifestyle for actually more than sex, right? But you're a single guy and, you know, females are called unicorns. Guys don't have cool names. We're just single dudes. So how would you describe yourself, Tyler? Uh, give me a way that you would describe yourself since we can't call you a unicorn. Uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of people kind of call me different things uh manicorn uh stallion mustang uh dragon i've heard a, i've heard a bunch of different descriptions for like a single guy but given given how most of us spend our free time when we're single are you a handicorn oh <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe? Uh, i'm just know. playing dude no that's i mean when i was single oh uh, i mean handicorn uh yeah <laughs> Now, that's a Jeep thing, man. You, you're absolutely a stallion, according to this one over here. So, Amen to that. Uh, yeah, oh, so I appreciate it. We have a little history together. She's pretty great herself, you know. Now, there's an old, there's a meme that flies around on the internet that says that if, you know, you hook up with somebody else, it's a twosome. If you have another person, it's a threesome, right? And if you add another person, it's a foursome. And now I know why they call you handsome, right? <laughs> yes. Me, yeah. me and Jill, you know, right hand Jill. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. You guys are digressing hard. Five finger sock puppets. <laughs> yeah. Rosie, Rosie Palm. Me and Rosie Palm are very close. <laughs> oh man all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna corral you guys here um and if it's okay with you i'd like to just paint a little background tyler and i have a little history here and what i find wonderful about the conversation we're about to have is i myself even being in the lifestyle for as many years as we have i've had the stereotype and the experiences although few um, that kind of painted the version of a single guy in the lifestyle in the not-so-wonderful light, which kept me from pursuing um, that hot wife experience or, you know, connecting with a single guy. And you really did turn the tables for me, and I had a wonderful experience, and I feel like you really hit all the high notes of the things I would have loved to have expected but never really got in the previous events or previous experiences I had. So I just kind of want to give some background here. So you didn't just like trip and fall into the lifestyle or did you? How did that happen for you as a single guy? Uh, so I guess I've, I've probably been in the lifestyle in and out for about four or five years now. It kind of fell into my lap the first time. Um, I was about 25. I was sitting at a bar and I had a very attractive uh, woman, much like yourself. Uh, come up and approach me at the bar, and we started talking for about an hour. And after about an hour, she asked me if I wanted to leave with her, which I was more than happy to. But then <laughs> the conversation took a little bit of a twist because um, she pointed at a guy over in the corner, and she said, well, hey, you see that guy over there? And my initial thought at that point was, oh, my gosh, here's her, her ex-boyfriend. Here's some guy that's been creeping on her. You know, here's somebody I got to make jealous, whatever it may be. And she was like, well, hey, that's my husband. So I immediately think I'm about to get my ass kicked. Right, it's, it's, and, Thunder, it's Thunderdome. Two guys enter, one guy leaves. Yeah, I was just like, oh, oh boy, here we go. 
but then it was, uh, she was like, no, no, he's cool with all this. Like, we're all going to go together. And I mean, much like Mallory, she absolutely dropped it gorgeous. And so I was at one, at one o'clock in the morning, I was like, why not? Let's go have fun. Um, and so we went back and we had a great time. And so they were the first people to really kind of bring me into the lifestyle. And they were totally normal and cool. Oh, unlike outside. us. <laughs> well, very much like y'all. But I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, was, it, it was so normal outside of the bedroom doors. And then once we went back behind the bedroom doors, you know, then it was almost like a switch. And there was just this whole different chemistry. And there's just different energy that came into it. Not that what wasn't there was bad. It was just that, you know, all of a sudden it became different. But it kind of showed me that, you know, lifestyle people aren't, you know, there, there wasn't that, that normal taboo of what, what I thought. You know, also I was like, no, these are just normal people. Like, that. I, I wouldn't have picked them out of a lineup for, for being in the lifestyle. And then the next thing you know, we're, we're all having a great time back at their house. So that was that was what kind of got me there um, initially. Uh, probably two of like the big two big things that kind of maybe wrapped my mind around it a little bit more was when I was back in college. Um, I had two classes. I had social psychology and human sexuality, and coincidentally enough, I took those at the same time. <laughs> and uh, so you were all fucked what, up. Well, and so it was, it was one of those, you know, the social psychology class was teaching a lot about social norms and kind of, uh, uh, the, the theories and just kind of the, the, the falls that the human mind goes into for cognitive dissonance and just a bunch of, you know, kind of terms, but it put terms to things that made sense. Um, and things that we do as humans, you know, just naturally, but then the human sexuality side of it, uh, showed you all the different cultures in the world. And so with the combination of those two classes, it was kind of this whole mind-blowing experience for me of right and wrong. So Because I initially, like, I grew up in Alabama. I grew up in very conservative Alabama. It's a very conservative family. You know, it was, you know, white picket fence, three kids, you know, go to church every Sunday. Like, that, that was how I was raised. So kind of through college, I had this, this epiphany uh, moment where I kind of realized, you know, what what is right and what is wrong. And based off those classes, it was kind of more, well, it's, it's more subjective as to what the culture at that time believed, um, which, and it's constantly changing. So, I mean, social norms, our social norms in the United States has drastically changed, you know, over the past hundred years. Um, I mean, anywhere from civil rights to women's rights, I mean, if you think about it, if you go back 50 to 100 years, we're almost appalled now as to what it, what was okay, considered to be okay 50 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. now we... Very true. Because so when that, you take was, in, like, the social medians, right, the foundation or that, that zero point can be different even based on geography. But it has come a long way. Yeah. So that that, that was kind of where my thought process start, started to change as to, well, maybe what I was born and grew up and told to believe isn't exactly right or maybe not so much that there's a wrong but it's just that you know there's more than one way to look at it. there's more perspectives so oh, sure. that's if, you, I if you only listen to the same person talking all the time if you only listen to people that agree with you 
you're never going to change the way you think. That's my issue with the media today. With whether if you're a Fox News fan or a CNN fan or a Breitbart fan or a Huffington Post fan, you know, if you read the same source the whole time, you will never change your fucking frame of reference. You you used two of my favorite words uh, that are often crammed together in the English language, and that's cognitive dissonance. For listeners that don't know what cognitive dissonance means, it means that your frame of thinking on a subject changes based on circumstances outside of that individual event. So sexuality in a state of cognitive dissonance in America is actually very applicable. So Tyler's 100% right here that cognitive dissonance is a great way to describe our relationship with sexuality in America because we might be telling you sex is bad. Don't have it before marriage. Don't do all these things. We're selling every fucking thing in this country with sex. Every influencer in this country is pushing sex in bikinis, right? So we have all these experiences that say they're positive, and then at home and in church and in, in the public eye and Facebook and Instagram is saying sex is bad. We can't, we can't advertise sex. We can't push with sex. Cognitive dissonance is the best way to describe sex in America today. So well done on you, sir. But I have a question for you. Would you say that your experience has been positive or negative based on that dissonance that you've encountered in your personal life and then what you do in your private life as a single in the lifestyle? Is it a positive experience or a negative experience? So I think overall um, it, it has enriched my life. Uh, I live a little bit of a different lifestyle than most. So kind of ironically, the lifestyle fits my lifestyle. Um, I do construction management. So I travel all across the country. Uh, so far, I've moved 28 times in eight years. Occupational hazard, right? Right. So just kind of do the math. Um, it's kept me afloat, pretty much just floating all around the country uh, for the past eight years. But what the lifestyle, I guess now, for me has become is a community. Because every single time I have to relocate, then I'm making new friends. I've, I've got to find somebody else, you know, new to be able to hang out with. And I didn't even really realize it at first uh because honestly at first you know the lifestyle for me yeah it, it was about sex um it, but it's kind of transformed now to me in terms of friendships now i mean sometimes you're able to play with people sometimes you're not but most of the time i, I meet the best people in the lifestyle statistically speaking most of the time i'm running across very good people very open-minded people people that you just want to have fun and just want to enjoy life just like me and you so for me now, if I move to a new spot, I can possibly, you know, go to on one of the websites, find some people that are around me that are open-minded and say, hey, do you want to go meet a drink? And then I'm able to, A, they'll, they'll point me into a good direction of, you know, where's a good restaurant to go to, where's a good bar to go to, because I'm just a very social person. Um, if I had to really kind of describe myself, I'm much more of like a chameleon and a networker. I love, if I go into a room, it doesn't matter lifestyle or vanilla. If I go into a room, I just want to meet everybody in the room. I, I want to, you know, get to know as many people as possible. So for me now with the lifestyle, it's just, I can meet so many wonderful people and hear so many different perspectives because like we talked about a little while earlier, once I was able to open up my mind and see all the different ways that people view their lives and different things that people want to enjoy, I've now gotten to 
just opened myself up to a lot more of the world than I guess I, I ever initially thought possible. So it sounds like you had this, you know, very well-defined, you know, um, sense of right and wrong and, and conforming to, you know, whatever social standards that were put forth, you know, in the product of your raise. So it went from black and white to a little more gray. And now you're embracing all these experiences you're having and really putting yourself out there, which is one of the hardest things to do it. And I would imagine, especially as a single and the lifestyle, I mean, you have this natural ability to go out there and be social. And like you said, network, um, which may be a challenge for other singles out there, male or female. So if we're talking in that perspective, you know, how would you identify yourself as a single guy interested in singles, couples, et cetera, um, in that type of environment? Like, how do you approach that? I don't know if I approach it any differently. Whether I meet a couple, whether I meet a single girl, or I mean, there's, uh, I'm, uh, if I just bump into another single guy in the lifestyle, kind of for me, no matter what, I just want to be interested in that person and learning about, about that person. To me, it's all about know getting to know somebody uh i've really got to be able to you know have a connection and be able to relate with with somebody and i.e i can probably be able to learn something from them so i guess i don't know if i really approach it any differently I, i didn't know if your question was about my approach or what my preference was so it was it was more about your approach right because say we're in a club and let's just assume it's a lifestyle club and you're a single guy and there's single girls and couples, you know, there's there's still the stereotype and maybe a taboo um, around, you know, how the single guys are perceived. Cause, and, and I'm saying that the, because that was my experience. So you're raising your hand and you're identifying yourself as a single guy. You know, what makes that or your specific approach um, successful? Because I can give you my assessment of it. But you seem to have successes in this environment. And I'm just curious to find out what are you doing that may be different than other people? Okay, I see. So it, I guess if it's a single girl, in that sense, you almost kind of treat it like I would the vanilla world mm-hmm. where you're really getting to know her. Um, you are, and, and you're giving her a lot of attention. And you don't do probably a whole lot different than you would in the vanilla world, except for now you both know that y'all are open-minded and you've at least crossed that milestone. Uh, it gets a little bit probably different with a couple. Um, if I was to meet a couple, you almost have it a little bit more difficult because not only do you need to have the female like you, but you also need to have the husband like you as well. So you, you kind of have to do it from, from both angles. You, you make a buddy with the husband and then you've also got to kind of swoon the wife all at the same time. But then you definitely have to show them that you respect their relationship. So I kind of like my internal is one thing that I never, ever want to be known for or even, you know, have a the, the slightest rumor that I would be this type of person would be, you know, I don't ever want the husband to feel like I'm trying to steal his wife. Not ever. Like that, that is the last thing that I would ever want that husband to feel because I want him, I want him to enjoy the experience just as much as the wife would enjoy the experience. You know, for, for me, it's about making sure all parties that are there are happy because if one person isn't happy, then to me, the whole thing fails. 
because then you've got one person that's happy, one person that's unhappy. That That's an unhappy experience. There shouldn't be. We're all here to have fun. We're all here to enjoy life. I mean, we're all here to connect with each other. It's, it's not about one person gaining more and one person being upset. So I guess when it comes to a couple, you got to understand what both of them want or possibly, you know, getting involved with them. Did that answer your question probably a little bit better? Yeah, I think it answered her question really well. So it sounds like you, you have a master's in wife fucking. So <laughs> I want to know where is it that you learn this shit, right? I mean, cause last I checked, uh, Alabama, uh, they don't teach swinging. So where did you come to the things that you now consider standard about your approach to the lifestyle? Cause I mean, you, you talk about that off the hip really well. So that's obviously standard. That's where you come from. Tell us how you came about that knowledge. Where did you go to get it? So where, where did I learn this from? Probably a lot of it was porn. <laughs> no, no, you can't say that. We 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 tell people all the time, you do not get your education from porn. Hey, wait a minute. Did he come on your face? Because that's all they do in porn. I would have let him. Well, all right. All right. If, if we're talking about the actual act, then... Like when, when, when people are playing, the more porn you can watch and just kind of the more different combinations, variations, different things, you know, kind of the more enjoyable it, it can all become because you, you don't know what you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, you got you to gotta watch it. You, you got to see, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think of that possibility or situation. Because when you get three people involved or four people involved, I mean, the possibilities, it goes exponential. So... I don't disagree with you at all that when you're trying to open your mind and you're trying to understand the possibilities in a situation that porn, that's what it does. Porn is all about fantasy and opening your mind okay, and, and broadening your horizons. That's and that's fair. great. I don't know any, I have yet to meet a girl that's like, fuck me in my ass, spit in my mouth and come on my face. I, I have not met one of those yet. I've got like two, two out of three. Sitting I was going to say me. two out of three. Two out of three bad. sitting right here. Don't spit on Mallory. But the the point is, everything that you learned about relationships, that's really what I'm asking about. Yep, so, and, and that, that was it. So it's like the, there's one side that once you go behind the bedroom doors, that, that was where that came in. But in terms of like actually meeting people and knowing what to talk about, I mean, that I really didn't do a whole lot of research. I didn't really probably read up on anything. It, it, it's one of those, it's a lot of trial and error. You, you just have to go out there. You just have to meet people. You just have to go on bad dates. And, I mean, I, I, I'm i not perfect, not in the least bit. And there have been dates that I'm sure that have just gone horribly and people that have hated me. Um, but it's also just probably because I, w I was newer and inexperienced in the lifestyle. So for any single guys that are thinking about getting into it, I mean, it, it's one of those you, you kind of just have to find your, your niche and what works for you because everybody's different. I mean, you're, you're going to have probably some bad experiences. Uh, you're hopefully going to have some good experiences. But, I mean, for me, it's, it was a lot of trial and error. Like, I hate to say it, but it's, like you, it's not so much like having to, to kiss a bunch of frogs to get to the prince. Mm. But, uh, but, but you, you kind of we're, we're not kissing under any fucking circumstances. <laughs> I'm just telling you that. Hey, that's... That, 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 that's fine with me, but it's a... Uh, well, what if I, it, I like it? Uh, don't give a <laughs> shit. What if I... I just, <laughs> gonna, a little curious. Gonna, he's going to have to curious. find you another friend, because that ain't going to be me. Uh, oh, so yeah, this... well, she, she might have to find two different friends for that. <laughs> uh, but it, and it's one of those... I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'll get asked, am I bisexual? And my answer to that question, 
I would believe is no. I am not attracted to masculinity. Uh, but you, to me, I'm a little bit more of a uh, existentialist in the sense of you need to experience something before you can really make a judgment on it. So have I put myself in situations that are probably a little bit outside of my comfort zone before? Yes. Uh, have I had a great time? Yes. And sometimes no. So I've had, if I know I don't like something because I've experienced it. So uh, it's much more of a situational thing. I get my energy from the people around me. Uh, the energy has to be good. And from there, it, you can very much kind of open yourself to more possibilities. But I just also kind of consider myself more of an open-minded person. Why do you so, think couples appreciate that? Everybody's here because they want to have fun and they they want to experience something that might be their fantasy. So I would definitely characterize myself as a pleaser. I love to make people happy. So even eat. Most of the time, if it doesn't cause me pain and it doesn't hurt me, then why not do something to help someone else out in this world? I mean, if it's, if it's not going to hurt me then, and it's going to cause this wife and husband to have an amazing experience that they get to relive over and over again in their memories or when they talk to each other, why not? Why not give them a big, giant smile so that they can leave that room happy? I mean, it, what... What's it going to do to hurt me? If it doesn't, then that's just kind of my where I draw the line. As long as I'm, I don't get hurt and as long as it doesn't impact me in a negative way, then kind of anything's on the table. You know, I would also probably throw empath out there at you because I feel like you're really good at reading people and their emotions and in driving that, you know, and in encouraging that, um, especially in those environments. I know it worked to my benefit in that environment and looking at you, I think you do the, the single right, meaning that in the lifestyle you take um, being a single guy really to the next level um, in a lot of ways. I want to know just a little bit more about how that leads you to having successes, right? Because there's, there's opportunity to seek out other singles in the lifestyle as well as couples. So is there anything else that you, you have either in your natural abilities or in your repertoire that leads you to those successes as well as what are your preferences when you go to seek these out, these opportunities? So for me, if I'm going to make a plans with somebody, the, my biggest pet peeve is wasting my time. Mm. No matter what, like if we don't get along, if it, 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 it's, you know, just not a click or not a match, let's just open the air because there's been times where, I thought that things would be so good. You've talked to somebody online for so long and then you meet in person and you're just like, Oh, the chemistry is not there. Right. And you kind of, you fumble around for like 30 minutes to an hour or something. But then it's kind of one of those, then you bring it up and you're like, man, I, I hate to say it, but I don't think the chemistry is here. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, yes, please. I'm so glad you said something. Me too. Like, and then you both kind of relax a little bit more. And I've even had before where you both relax a little bit more and then all of a sudden you're like, well, wait, now there's chemistry because you were, you were so pent up talking to somebody for so long and you go, you almost came in with expectations. You came in with those expectations and it was kind of felt and it, it makes it for a bit of an awkwardness. But then all of a sudden when 
when you say, oh, well, there's not chemistry, you know, then it removes that expectation. Both people relax. And then all of a sudden that chemistry starts to just naturally flow again. So it's, it's very weird how sometimes that can work. But to me, most of the time, I try to go in with no expectation. I go into a situation and just say, I want to make friends today. That's all I want to do. I just want to meet these people. I want to like these people. I want to have a good time with them. If it progresses more, then so be it. But if not, I'm still going to be totally happy at the end of this if I just made, you know, one or two new friends. And a lot of times, just me, if, if you make a date, like I was saying, don't waste my time. Don't waste their time. Fair. Yeah. The, the, there's been so many people that, you know, there's there's enough flakes and fakes and catfish people out there to where I feel like as a single guy just saying, hey, I am exactly how I am. I'm not false advertising. You know, you see exactly what you're going to get. You know exactly who I am. I'm transparent. I'm going to be respectful of you. I'm going to be respectful of your time. And I just want to get to know you. And if, if it progresses more, then so be it. All right, sold. I will have sex with you. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but, Again. And so it's one of those, get to know somebody first. And a lot of times when you, when you can have that type of a, a, a relationship, like I, with me and Mallory, I mean, you know, that there was definitely a point in, in the night where we were having fun. And what song came on? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was R. Kelly. It was oh, R. Kelly, uh, bump and grind. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we both pause, and you just hear this, my mind's telling me no, and we just both bust out laughing. Lost our shit. And I'm thinking two things, that this, this guy really can't get any better because he's here in the moment laughing with me. And then I'm like, oh, no, because once I get going and snorting, not the sexiest thing I have done in my life and continue to do. I was like, and I don't know that I'm going to convince him to continue having sex with me after I've snorted. And, and I know it was some time ago, but how did you stay hard while she's laughing her right? ass off? Practice. Lots of practice. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> or or lots, lots, lots of built up, you know. Um, <laughs> it, it, pretty much when I get to a situation like that, sometimes it, it, it goes one of two ways. Either you, you make sure that you take care of yourself beforehand so you go in very relaxed Oh. You're not expecting everything. Something or, about Mary approach. Right. So, I mean, you, you take care of yourself a couple times before you get in that situation. So that, that way you're like, all right, if, if it's just a meet and greet, then fine. You can leave totally happy. And then sometimes, you know, you, you let yourself build up for a couple of days. So then that way you're, uh, you're ready to go when the moment's ready. In those moments, but I'm literally on my knees, like ready to shake my shower. Let's <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> My wife's a freak. It, it's one of those, to me, it was a beautiful moment because you, we really got to connect on, on, a, on a friendship level. Sure, you can go you can go and have a fun time with anybody and, and enjoy that, but to really be able to, to bond with somebody and have a friendship and be able to do that, mm-hmm. to me, that, that that's the ultimate goal is to where you can be totally open and totally vulnerable with somebody. Mm-hmm. To, to where you, you don't have to put on a mask. And to me, that's, that's the best part. I mean, in any type of relationship, none of us just want to wear a mask. So just being able to take that mask off and fully be able to expose yourself and make yourself vulnerable to somebody because 
ultimately that's what we're doing with each other in the lifestyle where we are making each other vulnerable to the nth degree and showing them everything that the rest of society doesn't get to and really would probably frown upon a little bit. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, when we talk about doing it right, which which Mallory seems to agree that you do it very right. Uh, I mean, if you're twisting my arm, then yeah, I'll have sex with him again. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it takes a lot of at-bats to hit a lot of home runs. Right. I mean, it it does. And uh, going back, and I know this was a long time ago, so I have to kind of remember some of these things. But, you know, when we talk about uh, your approach to us, we actually kind of have a thing on SDC and SLS. And we say on our profile, we're not we're not interested in single guys. You, You hit us up and we get hit up daily, multiple times a day by single guys and most of the, and we respond to everybody. That's one of our things. If you have a social media profile, SCC, SLS, Cassidy, Quiver, doesn't matter what you use, respond to everybody. Don't be a dick, right? And and the answer might be, hey, we're not interested, but thanks for sending us a message because I don't want you to yeah. feel like a piece of shit because you took a swing. Uh, but that said, you took a swing at the plate and I actually fielded your message and yours was respectful. It was kind it was, I just moved here and I really would like to make some friends. So I really don't give a shit if anything ever happens. But if y'all want to get a beer or something, I just like lifestyle people and I just want to hang out. That stood out as, as a husband and as a lifestyle guy and as a former single in the lifestyle. I was like, okay, this fucker gets it, right? So I, I, I put a little tab on that one. I was like, okay, he gets it. I'm still going to say no, but he gets it. And... So for your edification, that's a great thing. And for our listeners' edification, if you're a single dude out there, right, it's okay to throw a line in the water, but be careful how you throw it in there, right? And don't take that you got to know at first as the end of the world. And I think Tyler can attest to that. Can you not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I get no's or, or just no responses for probably 90% of anything that I put out there online. It, in terms of trying to meet people, for every hundred messages I might send out to singles or couples, I might get 10 responses. And you're not the ugliest and, motherfucker in the world, right? Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Sorry, I try. But, but the, uh, but the and, and, and even of those 10% that, of people that replied, you know, there's still another, you know, half of them that say no thank you and i at least i really appreciate the the people like you who do say hey sorry we're not interested in a single guy right now okay that's fine that's your preference one one thing that i always try to keep in mind is everyone has a preference and they have a right to it if they're not interested in single guys that's fine if they're bisexual that's fine well whatever their preference is good they can have it and i shouldn't try to push my perspective on them rather i try to understand different perspectives and to me that 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 makes me be able to see the bigger picture maybe a little bit more from from different people's points of view so in your opinion i mean because i i I know you said you met a girl in a bar and it ended up being an epic night but from that point you had to go somewhere from that point you had to go well do i live in this bar for the rest of my life 
Do I just hope that this bitch walks back into this bar and all of a sudden I can be like, hey, what up? I mean, what was the biggest challenge you faced when you decided to tackle ethical non-monogamy as a single? And what are some of the other challenges that spawned from that? The, the initial couple that brought me into the lifestyle, they were friends of mine for, and, and they still are friends of mine. They, I've, for about three years, they were about the only people that I would play with or that, that I even knew about. So I very much kind of dipped my toe in and just had, you know, one, one couple that I played with because at that time I was 25 and I didn't know about websites. I didn't know that this community was what it was. It, it, it's very much hidden from the rest of the world unless, unless you've seen it, unless you know about it. So it probably wasn't until I moved to Florida that I, after talking with this couple, they were saying, hey, you, you need to get on these websites. You, you need to meet people down there. You, you will have a blast. So when I moved down to Florida, I got on the websites. I messaged a bunch of people. And so then I started meeting people. And, you know, I was going on a lot of different dates. I didn't know what I was doing. My best analogy for it is I'm fumbling through the dark, just having my hands outreach, just trying to see what happens when I bump into something, you know, is it like soft? Helen is Keller? It yeah, I, I was going Helen Keller through the dark, just trying to see what I touched that felt good and what I touched that felt bad, you know? Mm. So if that's I touched something clit. that felt bad, no, no, I, that's a penis. <laughs> like if, if I touched something that didn't feel good, then I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go in that direction anymore. So well, initially it, it was, it was hard, but then in terms of now my mindset wrapped around it, it's it's very much such a positive experience for me that it's it's hard to ever think of my life without it now. It, it it's hard to think about being vanilla again because it's been so much fun to meet all these great people and to have all these great friends. And to me, it's hard to think that I would have to lose some of the amazing friendships I have now in order to be vanilla. Now, on the, on the other side of that, I have actually now in the past little while actually started to see a girl who is mm -hmm. vanilla, who has never seen anything like the lifestyle before, Ooh. who's never experienced it, who's never, she, she's about as vanilla as they get. Okay, but, so we've all come across, you know, white bread or milk. I've been thinking about all the kinky the shit he did to her when he first met her. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> let's think about this, though, like, because this is actually a great segue for something I wanted to ask you anyways. Like, you know, the, the troubles, perspectively, in this vanilla world, right, in this box that we've created and that most people actually do live in, right, aside from us 20, you know, X amount percent that has had experiences like we have and in, in, in this community, you know, is, is there worry about being outed or outing yourself to the people and what kind of effect has it had on perspective or current relationships? So that's, that's actually perfect transition here. I hold it very close, uh, this side of me. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, I only have, I only consider myself to have two skeletons in my closet and being in the lifestyle is one of them that I don't want to publicly have out there. There. Uh, there's another one. There's another one that isn't for this show, but in terms <laughs> of this, in terms of this skeleton, I, I only allow people that I trust and that know me 
and that know my character to know that about me. And for any potential new relationship, such as the one that I'm in now, I've got to make sure that, that it might be going somewhere. So, but I don't want to lead them on too long without letting them know the side. I'm a very sexual person. I, I, I very much love sex, but I also want to respect somebody's feelings and the fact that they might not enjoy this lifestyle and, and might not see it from this perspective. And that's totally their right to not want to be involved with it. So I waited till I knew that there was a connection until I knew that there might be something there, but I didn't want it to go too far in, in terms of her having incredibly strong feelings that then she would be conflicted with. That's modern dating right there for you folks. Who are we to judge, but it's got to be a little scary. Oh, my grandmother said no, she waited until they were 70 to fuck. Fuck off. <laughs> well, but it was, so I say that in terms of we saw each other probably every day for three weeks. That's awesome. Almost every single day, whether I was at work or on the weekend or whatever it may be, or we went to the gym or we went on a date or whatever it may be, or just hung out. But, and I actually, I told her on our first date, I told her on our first day, I said, I like you, but I've got two skeletons in my closet, but I'll at least let you know if we get to that point, I'll, I'll tell you, I promise. And one of them is not that I have dirt on the Clintons. <laughs> right? That's dangerous. Neither of them are that I have dirt on the Clintons. But, uh, <laughs> I wonder what her brain cycles were like after that conversation like, in oh your first no. date. He's like, from is Alabama. He a, is he a felon? Well, it's kind of a, it, it's a double-edged sword that worked actually in my favor. And I'll, I'll, I'll recommend it for any single guy because A, it creates a little bit of a mystery. So now they're instantly curious. Does it not? You're, you're immediately like, and you're already wondering, man, what's that other skeleton in his closet? <laughs> so it, it creates that, that sense of curiosity. Um, but also it creates that sense of transparency. Hey, there's something I'm not telling you just because it's the first date or because we just now know each other. I want to tell you, but I want to make sure that we're a match before I just open this up to anybody. It creates an intriguing fog. It's not transparent, but it's not not. What is this, an 80s music video? It's a miasma. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, that is the second least sexiest word I've ever heard you say. There's there's a background story to that word. Okay, so we're going to ask you a couple of questions, Tyler, on navigating the lifestyle. Can can you do it wrong? And I'm going to start with asking you specifically if you meet and, and this, maybe you haven't met one yet, but I'm going to ask you your approach. Can you do it wrong if you're meeting a single woman in the lifestyle as a single man in the lifestyle? Can you do it wrong? Yes. Don't send a picture of your junk. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is Just, literally the number one thing that came to mind. So spot on. I mean, it, it's one of the, and that's one I haven't even had to, you know, learn by trial and error for that one. That one's just kind of common sense. Just don't do it. Think oh, it. No, no, no. You would think, think it, it is. They, they get dick pictures all day. If yes. they want it, they'll ask for it. And sometimes they will ask for it. So yes. then, but even if they ask for it, then you better give it to them because they obviously at that point, they want to know. And every woman has a different preference. Sometimes they like them very big, sometimes they don't like them very big. So you better just be yourself and just show them what you got. And if they like it, then great. If not, 
then it wasn't going to be a match anyway. Okay, so wait for the request. Don't, no unsolicited dick pics under any circumstances whatsoever, lifestyle or vanilla. No, do not do it. If they're interested, they will ask for it. Thank you. That means if casual <laughs> swingers Jeff James told you how to take a dick pic, that doesn't mean it's a good idea to take a dick pic and send it to chicks, no matter what Jeff James says. No matter how good your dick pic is, don't send it. No, don't, don't ever send that. Uh, and I mean, it's, don't. another thing, don't be too cocky. Don't <laughs> I see what you did there. Cocky. The, don't talk, yeah, don't, don't be too cocky. Don't be too arrogant in the terms of, oh, I'm, I'm the best at sex ever. Don't, don't make any type of a connotation like that. Don't say, oh, I'm going to have sex with you so much better than your husband. Oh my God. Blah, no. blah, 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 blah. Don't, 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 don't make it a comparison because it's not a comparison. It's about experiencing something else new and different. And there's pros and cons to every situation. So don't, don't try and build yourself up to be this absolute God because for two reasons, A, it's, it, it, it doesn't make anybody feel, or that couple feel like you really respect their relationship. And B, because now you've set yourself up on a very high pedestal, and you got to deliver something, and then if you don't deliver it, then now you just look like a fool. So confidence, not comparison. Also, under-promise and over-deliver. Exactly. You need to under-promise. You need to, you know, <laughs> if anything, don't, don't, don't mention it. Uh and then just let them be pleasantly surprised. If you undersell it and you do just fine, then then they're happy. Well, I think honesty and transparency oh. is definitely a factor in there because that's the impression I got when, you know, you and I had our first, um, you know, few dozen interactions, you know, before meeting and then post-meeting. And I think the a lot of the advice you're giving can apply to, you know, couples, whether they're, you know, LS or, or maybe a little more vanilla. Um, I really want to ask you if you have come across jealousy and if you have, how have you approached that? And is there any advice what to do or not to do? Oh, I absolutely wish I had a 12 inch penis. Oh my gosh. I'm so jealous. <laughs> not your own personal jealousy, but interacting with not your jealousy. In the <laughs> and I can say your penis is perfect. Thank you. Well, yeah, it, it fits just right. I like to call it Goldilocks. You know, it's not too big. It's not too small. It's just right. And it fits in the butt, but not Mallory's. <laughs> I was at least thinking I was going to get a laugh out of y'all for that one. <laughs> Goldie Cox. But the, uh, Great. You can start a club. So what, what were we talking about again? Have <laughs> you jealousy. ever encountered jealousy? And if you have, what are the do and do not? So a lot of times, if, if I ever feel a sense of jealousy, it, it's coming from that, probably from a place of insecurity. And a lot of times the way that I will fight that is I got to remind myself of all the good things that I have. I, I could easily see it, you know, it, especially if I was a couple letting another single guy in or from the man's perspective, or if I was a couple and I, I was a woman and letting another woman in. Feeling that, that that insecurity and that jealousy of oh my gosh I've you know I've never seen my partner make that face before they're really enjoying themselves oh gosh I, I must not be doing be doing it good enough well, well guess what you you're with them day in and day out they obviously like you a lot you you're probably very smart uh, 
you're obviously fun to be around, but I guess from a single guy perspective like myself, I just try to remind myself of all of the good things. I've, I have a good career. I would consider decently attractive. Humble. I kind of go through all the things of, hey, yeah, I, I try to, you know, say, what, what are the good things about myself? And I remind myself, hey, I've got a lot to offer. And everybody else has got something different to offer. So why not allow your partner to experience something different? Because we're not all good at everything. We can't be. There's no perfect human that does everything perfectly. So well, there went my fucking sales pitch. Thanks for that, Tyler. <laughs> but it, but it, but it's one just that that way when someone can bring a new can can let their spark shine because everybody can do something different that makes it special. For for me, I guess I'm not the biggest, I'm not the smallest, but I guess Mallory can kind of attest to. I have a lot of bullets in my gun, if that's a good way to put it. <laughs> now, Mallory, how would you describe it? I'm, I, I think I'm speechless because mm. now there's like a little bit of nostalgia that's coming into play. <laughs> Great. So, all right. So, so you're an, you're the AR-15 of swingers. <laughs> you, I was very impressed. Um, you do have a unique capability. And, and like it's just I love calling out the elephant in the room, right? But this is one of those good elephants, right? That are all bedazzled and pretty, and like every girl wants to have one. Um, where you have this unique ability to um, continue to get off several times. I mean, and it almost seems infinite, and it, it it's amazing. It's yeah, awesome. I, I didn't quite realize it until I was in the lifestyle. Really? But I, I did I, not know that. I, I didn't know that I was unique until I was in the lifestyle, until I had enough people tell me, I was like, wait, this isn't normal. Um, nope. So okay. a lot of times, it's, <laughs> so, so for all the people that are listening, it's, it's, I am able to get off a lot. The, the most I've ever done is 17 times in a day. So to me, when you're yeah. talking about jealousy, sure, there, there's probably somebody out there who's got a lot bigger dick than me. There are other people who are a lot better kissers. But you just kind of have to remember, hey, what what makes me special? What what's my unique factor? And to me, that that's what kind of helps me with my jealousy aspect of it. Saying, hey, I don't have everything to offer, but here's one thing in case you like it. So maybe that answers your question. <laughs> so you basically use your highlight reel and your unique capability to give yourself maybe a little self soothing when you're in environments that could cause or spur some jealousy. So that's like personal advice. I love that. I feel like I need to point out two things. Number one, pig orgasms last 30 fucking minutes. And I kind of always Mallory's. wanted to be in Mallory's. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, Mallory is actually a lot like Tyler. So a pig can come for 30 fucking minutes. I'm jealous. But a lion. Lions can fuck 50 times a day. I believe that Tyler's a lion. That son of a bitch <laughs> is a lion. <laughs> And I'm well, very funny jealous. because I mean uh, two I, things. <laughs> and that well, bothers uh, me. I would, but, but, and, and, but I bet you, well, what's your unique aspect, though? I, I, I know that, Mickey, you, you've got a unique aspect, so and you probably know it about yourself, so what is it? Uh, you know, I would say if I had a line, like if, if I had to pick something that was mine, I, I can lick my eyebrows and breathe through my ears. So you, you, have, a, you have a magical tongue. 
not just for radio. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's probably my thing. And and it's funny because they come up to me, it's not going to happen. It's okay. And I, you know what? It's fine if it doesn't happen. That's where we start. Whoever you are is fine with me. We're cool. We will always be fine. I want to be here to be with you, and whatever happens, happens. That's where we start. And you know what? It, here's the thing. If you want to make a woman happy, and we had Dr. Rick on Casual Swinger one time, and he said, great sex starts in the kitchen. Great sex starts in her mind. Make mm-hmm. her intrigued. Make her like you. Make Men her aren't want any you. different. Make Men are not any different. And no, we're not. Get in our head, right? So, you know, we asked you a question about jealousy, and you talked about, because, you know, guys, when we talk about jealousy, the first thing we do is we look at other dudes, and we go, he's got abs, and he, maybe he spends more time in the gym than I do, or maybe he's got a bigger dick than I do, or maybe he makes more money than I do. And what I love about hedo and nudity and gel and and uh, swinging is it takes all of that away to a certain extent. Now, don't get me wrong, at hedo, we've seen some guys with dicks dragging the fucking sand walking down the beach. I want to know, yeah. how do you deal with somebody else's jealousy? Because you bring a lot to the table. You're a smart dude. Uh, and you, you obviously have lion-like stamina, which is fucking obscene. Uh, I'm married to a girl just like you, so I, I get it. I mean, clearly you guys have spirit animals that are very similar. Uh, but how do you deal with it when you're with a, a girl or a couple and the other half is jealous or she is jealous or he, I mean, obviously you're not bisexual, so he's jealous of what you've done for her or can do for her. How do you deal with that? As a single guy, because I think single guys want to know. I've run across that a couple times, and a couple of I think feel like different variations. There, there was actually a couple that I played with for a time, and he got off at the jealousy. He wanted it. He wanted it, but he didn't want it. So it was a very kind of confusing avenue to go down. So for that one, I actually started to steer clear of them. That that was not a an experience that I would recommend um, mm-hmm. because they weren't quite sure what they wanted. In, in terms of and in terms of the normal though, most of the time I feel the husband might get a little jealous, and a lot of times I will try to figure out a way to include him, or I might stop because for for me, I very much feel the energy in the room. And so if I feel that jealousy, if I feel, you know, a negative presence in there, it normally doesn't benefit me in the sense of sexually. For whatever reason, there's a subconscious in my head that is connected to my penis. And if I start feeling (laughs) negative energy in a room, he hides. He hides from a negative situation. It's the best barometer. And my vagina in a lot of ways is the same. Um, and it's funny that you kind of painted that backstory because we had a conversation with a single friend of ours, Nicole from world exotic travel. And we asked her the same question essentially. And if she had to give advice to our listeners, it's, it's, you know, listeners, forgive me. Have another. I'm a little Twitter pated. Excuse me. You, I have two intelligent, very good looking men talking to me and I'm over here swooning. So and masturbating, forgive me. No, I stopped masturbating because we'd never get through this interview. But she gave very similar advice is, you know, you really can't change their perspective. And at the end of the day, that's something they have to deal with. And you can um, empathize 
but you also should probably extricate yourself out of the situation until it's worked out because there's really not much you can do to fix it. That's that's not on you to do. That's on them. So if jealousy happens to present a, itself, right, and rear its head, um, stepping away is probably in your best interest. Uh, absolutely. And also, you want to make sure that he's having a good time. So if he's getting jealous, mm-hmm. then he's not having a good time. So removing yourself from the situation, and even if he's not jealous, but I've been with newer couples in the lifestyle, and especially for couples that have been with each other for a long time, say 20 years, and they've only been with each other, to have, for the husband to have another guy's presence in that room, it can kind of mess with his head. And so if he's having a little bit of a problem performing, remove yourself in that situation. Walk, walk into the kitchen, say, I'm going to go get a glass of water. Hey, I need to run to the bathroom. Whatever it is, to kind of get yourself away, so that, that way he can he, he can focus on himself. He's not thinking about you being in a room. And a lot of times, it's just that initial start that the husband will be able to have a good time, and then you can kind of make yourself back into the room, but he's already going. And so then, it, once it gets in his mind, hey, I'm I'm good, and and you're in the room, and I'm still good, and then it continues the positive experience. So. Another thing for anybody, for any single guy that's with a new couple, make sure if, he, if the husband's having a, a tough time, remove yourself so that way the husband can focus and then slowly reintroduce yourself. And if you reintroduce yourself and he's still not, if he's still having problems, remove yourself again. Say, hey, y'all have fun. Hang on. I, I need to go relax for a little while. And, and let them have their fun time. And then if, if they're ready for more, then they'll invite you back in. But the husband will probably appreciate it just because, and like I said, everybody's got to have a good time. The husband will appreciate it because he wants to have a good time. So make sure that both of them. That sounds awesome. So, you know, we normally keep these interviews to about 45 minutes, but, you know, I think one of the toughest things in the lifestyle is dating as a single, period. When you're dating in the vanilla world, going to a bar as a single can be really challenging. And there's a lot of reasons for that, whether they're confidence related or other people related or crowd related or just numbers related. You know, there's 500 dudes and five chicks in a bar and, you know, the numbers just aren't in your favor. So as a single guy and as a single guy that kind of has your shit together, do you ever feel preyed upon as a single or do you ever feel objectified? What about the opposite? I mean, do you ever feel like people are giving you the short end of the stick or not or giving you a raw deal? Do you feel like you've ever been demonized just for being single? Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I would probably, feel, I wouldn't necessarily feel so much that I've been preyed upon as a lot. I mean, I've had situations before in a group play scenario where I was invited by a couple to come in with the group. I was literally pulled in and in the middle of it, one of the husbands will look at me and just say, well, what are you doing here? You didn't bring anything. And to be honest, that makes me, that crushes me. That absolutely crushes me because that's not what I want. I do not want to, to diminish anybody's experience. And, and it frustrates me because, it's, well, hey, I'm here because this couple pulled me in. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not impacting you. I'm, I'm, y'all obviously are not single guy friendly, so I, I don't want to go over there, but this couple wants me here. And just because we're all in the same room, they're, they're upset for me being there. And, and I've definitely, it, it happened fairly recently, um, just a couple months ago. 
And it, it's just so unfortunate. And I don't feel like there's a whole lot that I can do in that scenario except for possibly remove myself. But then if I remove myself, then the couple that brought me up is upset. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Um, so to me, I would, I would just also greatly appreciate it since I have an open mind for other people to have an open mind as well. I, I don't, I don't ever want to go anywhere that I'm not wanted, but if somebody's got me there, then I, I don't want to be bashed also at the same time. Sure. So did you have like a place, you know, in, in your mind in terms of like places to meet people, like what's the most success you've had as a single dude? Initially, you've got to build some good relationships. It, whatever it may be for you, if it's online or if it's in person, for me, it's very much in person. What I'm much more effective and I, I enjoy it more just getting to talk to people. So I like to get myself out there in front and just be in the club. Most of the time, I like to be in a relaxed setting. I'm in the hot tub. I'm in the pool. I might be in the bar. But I just start up a conversation with somebody. To me, that's that's how I enjoy it the most because I just like to network. But to me, that also seems to be the best where I, I'm able to connect with people. And after a while, if, if you are a respectful guy in the, in the lifestyle, it almost kind of starts to snowball. Then you'll actually get referrals. Hey, this, this couple's been looking for a single guy. They, they just want somebody nice to, to go hang out with. And so I, I've actually been referred quite a few times just because just be that nice guy, almost painfully. And sometimes, I mean, in, in those situations where somebody is yelling at you, just you got to take the higher road because there's so many, it seems like, bad single guys out there that if you just make yourself nice and respectful, it puts you above all the rest. And if, if a couple's looking for that, they'll find you. Right on. You'll get invited to parties. Right you'll get invited to groups. You'll get invited to the situations that will make you successful. But but you got to have those good relationships first to be brought to parties, if that makes sense. It does. And I encourage you standing up a referral service platform. Um I think that would be a wonderful idea. So let's let's kind of lighten the mood here. I have a fun question I want to ask you. You've you've given a lot of background and, and advice and, and your perspective, and I think it's really valuable. But what I'm desperate to know is if you died and were reincarnated as a sex toy, what sex toy would you be? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. hmm. I would probably I would probably be one of those new suction vibrators. A womanizer. Uh, I would definitely be one of those pleasers because that's that's exactly where I want to be. You Most just want to wrap yourself up, the woman, just, little man in the boat. I, I just want her to, you know, just sit on top of my face and have a blast. Actually, probably a Sibian. I would be a Sibian. A Absolutely. Sibian? Wow. That, that's, that's, oh, I, I would be a Sibian because that's exactly what I just sit on top of me and have a blast. Please let the waterfall go. I love it. <laughs> that's great. Oh, and that's and I guess for a couple of people that 
that know me, I'll, I'll vibrate my hand so much that it just becomes like a little vibrator. This is true. So I'm going to sit in it. It's probably a pretty good analogy. I, I have to agree. All right. Well, she's got a face that she's making right now, I so think, clearly I need to ask the next question. I think the temperature of the room raised like 10 degrees, and right? it's been happening intermittently through this conversation. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. I'm You're gonna... not driving my car tomorrow. I just want you to no, know. No, but All this right. leather chair is off limits for a day. So let Wait, me ask. You want, you, want that mar- you want that thing in your feet again? <laughs> right? <laughs> so let me ask you this. You know, what does success look like as a single guy in the lifestyle? Because most of the single guys we meet, whether it's a Secrets or when we're up north, we're in Taboo or TJ's or any of the places that we frequented over the years. You know, single guys all seem to kind of have one main goal to get laid. But from your perspective, as a guy that we find to be successful and really prolific and, and really doing all the right things, what does success look like for you in the lifestyle? Success for me in the lifestyle is friendship. I, I, I believe that I've probably been successful in the lifestyle because I've been able to make a lot of friends all over the state of Florida, all over the nation. Just being able to call someone up and possibly say, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. Do y'all want to go have a drink? Or do y'all want to go have dinner tonight? And literally just being able to go have dinner. Just being able to have friends all over that you can call and say, hey, I'm in town. You know, or I'm passing by. Let's go hang out. To me, that's successful. And if, if you're able to get to that, then to me, that's what it's all about is making a human connection. And the sex comes later. The, the, the sex is a byproduct of the friendship. And the sex is better when you have a friendship with everybody. It really is. When everybody's comfortable and everybody trusts each other, God, it gets so much better. Like you, you can almost you, you can feel the wave of it, and you can feel it grow the more times you're with somebody. And, and a lot of times, I'll meet couples and I'll be friends with them for a while. And some of them, I didn't know they were single guy friendly. And then all of a sudden, they said, "Well, hey, let's go back to the playroom." Wait, what? You you like single guys? <laughs> A lot of times it, it's shocking to know that because just make friends first and the rest will surprise you. Mm, I love that because we, we talk a lot about managing expectations and that's that's a two-way street, right? And that's something that you were very forthcoming about. You never made me feel like I had to like put up or shut up, right? That this is just an opportunity to get to know each other. And if we click, great. Um, if not, maybe we get to leave with a friend. And that in and of itself right. created an environment that was warm and safe for me to come into and just be myself and see what happens. And because that's how everything transpired, you know, there was a spark, this connection, and it really did elevate that opportunity for us to have sex, not just in and of the sex itself, but the friendship that surrounds it. And if that were to never happen again, I truly feel like you and I would still be able to have that, you know, friendly rapport no matter what. And that's one of the most beautiful things about the lifestyle. Oh, absolutely. And, and then that made it so much better when we were playing with each other. That song came on and both of us cracked up laughing. <laughs> and rather than it becoming an awkward moment, it just became this beautiful moment. And it, I mean, the, the whole, I mean, I hate to say it, Mallory, but, or I love to say it, Mallory, but I very much enjoyed all the time that we spent together because it was so comfortable. It was it so really was. effortless. There, there, there wasn't any pressure or push 
we just flowed very naturally and it it, 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 it was amazing and that's what I really love about the lifestyle is just that it, it, it has this natural progression that just it, it doesn't take effort it shouldn't take effort it should just naturally flow and just relax and if things are going to happen they'll happen all right so you know we're coming up on this is a, a significantly longer interview i know i could do this for hours than though. we usually <laughs> do and and part You're of it amazing is, tyler <laughs> All right, apparently she's not done, so... No, go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> hey, guys, you know, this is an opportunity... I talk to, a lot. No, it's okay, Tyler, because, you know, with our position in the lifestyle, we meet couples all the time, and we talk about connecting as couples and swinging as couples, but there are a lot of different ways to be sex positive. And one of the ways that couples are sex positive is by bringing a third into their relationship. And there are multiple genders to be considered here. Most notably, sometimes, you know, people are who they are and they're female or male. And sometimes people want to bring another female or another male in. And for us here at Casual Swinger, we wanted to do single rarity, which is to say, hey, some people want to bring in a female and some people want to bring in a male. And what does it feel like to bring a male in and how do you do it right? And we felt like Mallory's interaction with you in the past was exactly that. It was right. So I have one last question for you before Mallory tells everybody how to find us and we can take this long episode of Casual Swinger out, which is, do you have any advice for single guys out there trying to meet couples? Is it different meeting couples and singles because, you know, as a single, you go to a bar and you do your best. Is it different, different meeting couples? And, and what's your, if you had a couple, like three tips, quick tips, quick hits, what are the things you can do to be successful, to be in the lifestyle as a single guy? And how's it different than being a single guy in a bar? Uh, three quick tips. I would say one, if you make a plan, show up, be on time Two, dress appropriately. Don't come as a slob. Don't come in your gym shorts. If you're going to go have dinner, wear your good slacks. Wear your button down. Put your boots on. Make yourself presentable. Trim your hair. Trim your beard. Make yourself look good. Nobody wants to come and see a slob right next to them. Nobody wants somebody to, to stand them up. If you do that enough times, the lifestyle is a small world. People will talk. They, they, they will. And the, there's enough Facebook groups out there that People will say, hey, this guy, be wary of him. And the third one is go in and just make friends. Make friends first, and if anything happens from there on, it's a bonus. So that would be probably my three quick tips for any single guy going in. Show up on time, dress appropriately, and just be friendly. Just make friends. The rest of it will work itself out. Oh, man, I think that is really solid advice, and I can't thank you enough for joining us here today, making yourself vulnerable, putting it out there, leaving it on the field, and hopefully helping someone on either side of the fence, whether it be a single, a couple, male or female. Um, so thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you for having me. I very much appreciate it. I'm glad to hopefully help anyone and any everyone that's listening. So yeah, oh, I wish everybody awesome. the best of luck. <laughs> you know, you got a friend out there today that you're talking to, and, and hopefully all that goes well for you. Yes. Uh, I know this was a, a thing in the past for you guys, but it, it certainly is fun to talk about, and thank you for 
kind of taking that risk and stepping out and hopefully she doesn't know that your name is actually Kyle but <laughs> oh shit <laughs> uh, we're just playing guys <laughs> we're playing his name's not Kyle but hey ladies and gentlemen this is the last part of single rarity and we talk to singles we talk to a female who is exclusive and absolutely prolific and then we talk to a male that Mallory finds utterly prolific so we had a great time here we hope you did too Mallory you want to tell everybody where they can find us so we can get out of here on this long episode of Casual Swinger hell yes I can guys you know us we're Casual Swinger everywhere on social media that includes Twitter Instagram YouTube you can also find us on SLS SDC Double Date Nation and I know I'm missing one Oh, fuck if I know at this point. There's so many. I just know it's not Snapchat, fucking Snapchat, kick, what do you want? <laughs> We're Casual Swinger fucking everywhere. Yeah. Well, don't forget to visit us at CasualSwinger.com. If you have questions, it's podcast at Casual Swinger. If you love us and want to drop us a little note, um, why don't you do that on iTunes? We greatly appreciate all the reviews you guys have provided us there, and it makes my day. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, if you guys want to buy some cool toys, casualtoys.com is our site for buying new fun sex toys. Those sex toys, you can get a discount using the promotion Hito Joe. Hito Joe is one of our friends. He runs the biggest hedonism board on Facebook. That is Hito Joe. It'll get you 20% off. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Tyler and Single Rarity. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. 